Hello everyone and welcome to Business Nest Natters, the podcast where we cozy up, share some entrepreneurial wisdom and dive deep into inspiring journeys of small business owners. I'm your host Robin, the founder of Robin's Nest Cafes and the Business Nest and I'm thrilled to have you listening here with me today. Before we delve into this next episode, I want to let you know about one of the in-person events I have got coming up on Monday, the 5th of February. It's a morning event and it's going to be at the Login Lounge in Camberley. If you've not heard of the Login Lounge, it's a fantastic co-working space where you can hire meeting rooms, host events, and they've also got a great cafe there. Our guest speaker during this networking event is going to be Joanne Bonnet. She is a passionate Enneagram specialist helping growth-minded people in business understand themselves and others better. This helps unlock their full potential and lets them fully thrive in everything they do. The Enneagram is a holistic human development tool. There are nine core types, patterns or lenses through which we view the world. This planet has over 7 billion people on it and each unique individual person will resonate with one of the Enneagram types. During our session, Joanne will introduce each of the nine types and you will leave knowing what is Enneagram, why understanding it could help serve you and your personal and professional life, and what are the nine types plus clues as to where home might be for you. So if you're interested in learning more about Enneagram, then go and book onto this next networking event on the 5th of February. There's a link in the show notes or visit businessnest.co.uk. Welcome, Cheryl, to the Business Nest Natters podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your afternoon to come on and talk to us today about your business journey and how you have found the world of being self-employed and working for yourself. Um, So, Cheryl, I know a lot about you and your business Thrive With Colour, but for people that don't know, could you tell me a little bit about what you do? Yeah, um, it's great to be here, Robin. Thank you. Um, So my business is image consultancy and personal styling. Um, So what that's about is about helping individuals to maximize uh, maximize and align their image and style, personal style with their authentic self. That's my real passion. Um, So I do that through clothing and styling. So color analysis, so helping individuals understand colors that, that look great on them, personal styling, understanding how to maximize their shape and dress in a way that really flatters the elements they love about themselves or minimizes the areas they don't. Mm. And also personal branding tips as well. That draws on my HR experience. So we are our brand. What's our own internal values and how are we representing that externally with our image and style for our own confidence and maximum impact? Lovely. And now, Cheryl, I have had a colour consultation with you um, for full transparency. It was a paid for service, so, you know, I'm not plugging anything, you know, shamelessly as an ad here. Um, But what I really loved about you was, um, and and I I don't want to phrase this in a way that is mean to anyone else, but I love the fact you are still youthful and you are making the colour process really accessible to people no matter what their age, Mm. um, but also understanding their style personality and I thought that was so interesting when I did that experience with you Um, and you also spoke at actually our International Women's Day event a bit more about that colour psychology um, and how what we wear impacts those people that we might be meeting throughout our day-to-day business lives and what we're doing and 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 the effects it has there so I do try and wear blue when I know I'm going in and needing to bring someone around and and getting them to trust me I remember that one (laughs) oh that's awesome (laughs) (laughs) so well done and that was 
that was a good job there. And so how long have you been doing it for, Cheryl? Yeah, so I retrained in this area about a year and a half ago. Um, So I first experienced a session like this back in 2008. I was on a graduate scheme myself and someone came and talked to us about our colours and and also about our image generally. Um, I ended up then having a couple of sessions um, as part of my kind of corporate career, but I continued on in the HR world. So that's what I was doing previously. So 19 years in HR. And Mm -hmm. then, yeah, about a year and a half ago, I retrained because I've also had this dual love of colour and style. And the Mm -hmm. fusion for me is about the fact it's helping individuals to maximise themselves so you know how do we support individuals to make the most of who they are and not what we're marketed at which I'm so passionate about yeah absolutely and so how have you found that journey so far leaving the corporate world and now working for yourself (laughs) yeah um, it's been an amazing journey and and it's a roller coaster (laughs) of all the highs and lows I've absolutely loved it being able to work and do something that you're passionate about I think for any sort of small business owner or any business owner of any size you don't embark on something that you're doing kind of that you're establishing yourself if it's not a real passion of yours Mm -hmm. and so being able to have that fulfillment and purpose in the day in my daily life and being able to help individuals in that way is so rewarding and that's been a massive um, benefit of the last year and a massive plus of the last year and then equally it's getting to grips with business ownership which yeah. when you're in the corporate world there are certain elements that are somebody else's function you know you are yeah. <laughs> you are part of a massive team or group of individuals yeah where there's somebody else taking care of the marketing or the finance side, et cetera, et cetera. So it's been, for me, it's been that journey in terms of really getting to grip with what business ownership actually is. So, you know, regardless Mm -hmm. of what, you know, what my business is about and what any business is about, it's learning, it's learning all of that. And there is so much to learn, isn't there? And I think that's it, you know, I'm sure you might have gone into it thinking, oh, I'll do my training and I can then have some Mm -hmm. clients and I can do their colours and it'll be wonderful. But all the extra bits that come around the edges, like you were saying there, the marketing, the social media, the accounts, the the tax returns, the it is is relentless, isn't it? And never ending. And I think sometimes they're the things that I don't think should put people off taking that leap into a small business, but a lot of the time are not considered. Um, and realizing that actually you almost need training in all of those other aspects. It's not just training in what you want to run your business in. It's full rounded everything in business training that we yeah. need a school for. Yeah, 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 completely, <laughs> completely. And I know when when you first started, Cheryl, you were also sort of doing it. I hate the word side hustle because I think it's not always the most. Um, and not a demeaning term, but, you know, people often are trying to hustle with their passion project on the side as well as working. And I know you were doing that for a short while, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. So, so like I said, I was in HR for 19 or so years. I obviously, I trained into doing this because I wanted to make sure that it was what I thought it would be, you know, by yeah. training in it. And then the second I did it, I absolutely fell in love with it. And I really wanted to make more of it. But I equally needed to kind of keep my finances going and to mm. have kind of something that 
I could, the skills that I had previously enabled me to utilize that for the sort of financial side whilst growing this business. So yeah, so I stayed in a HR contract role um, to utilize that experience alongside this business. Yeah, and and then now you're doing it full time though, you're now in it and yeah. you're going for it. I'm in all in, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that has given you an element of an extra jetpack up your backside? Yeah because you now know all your eggs are in that one basket. Yeah. There is no longer that safety net. Oh, completely, Robin. I certainly think it's it's daunting, but equally it spurs you on and really puts that accelerator button on, you know, you mm. in terms of everything you can do. And also even mentally, like when you're doing two different things, it's hard. You're wearing two very completely different hats, and and it's not that it and it is possible. It is all possible. But I think for me, being able to dedicate that sort of mental space, at least during this time, completely to this business, yeah. has really helped accelerate it in a way that I just would have had to have managed more carefully and more, and I guess more kind of slowly, and um, if not, but yeah, it's definitely accelerated it. Well done you. I think I think it's amazing you've gone all in and I'm I'm so proud of you for doing that. And I hope you're reaping the rewards um for that really. Um were there any really pivotal moments or experiences that pushed you into that leap for deciding you wanted to have your own business and train in this area? Yeah, so it actually been something that had been on my radar for quite a number of years. Um, because the crossover for me is is about that supporting individuals. So that's genuinely what's always interested me, like right from my degree in psychology and sociology and, and, and varying kind of education and career experiences since. So it always been something in the back of my mind, particularly as I'd experienced a session similar kind of many years ago. But I think for me, what kind of accelerated is I'd started, I started a new HR role a couple yeah. of years back and it didn't manifest and turn out to be quite what I'd hoped it to be. That's probably not through anyone's fault. Um, yeah. But I guess I really thought actually now now is the time. You know, also I think kind of the older we get and, and life stuff happens around you to people you know. And, yeah. and it's just that for me, I'm always, and this always sounds sort of super cheesy, but like the journey is the destination. I never mm. want to live and have kind of regrets about what I could have done. Yeah. and and if things don't work out you can course correct but I just had this real it's almost kind of a gut thing kind of telling me you need to do this and I've had it for a while and it just kind of grew stronger and stronger so then when a role didn't quite turn out to be kind of what I wanted to, to wanted it to be I thought you know what rather than trying some trying another role like that mm. I'm gonna do this which I'm super yeah. passionate about so Absolutely. Yeah, oh. that was my kind. I guess that was my real sort of driving force of like, do you know what? Let's just give this all a go at this moment in time. I, I mean, and that must have taken huge guts, though, huge amount of bravery at that time. And um, have you faced any sort of setbacks in that journey or any challenges that you found pretty tricky to overcome? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think, I think it's, you know, it's a journey. It totally is a journey. Like, what I'm learning about with small business ownership is like, you know, it's good to be, you've got to be comfortable being uncomfortable and really pushing mm. yourself consistently outside of what you even recognize your own comfort zones 
will be. Mm. Um, and, and so I think that's really important. I would say practically the financial difference. So I'm building yeah. something from the ground up using experience that aligns with what I've done rather than kind of, I guess, let's say if I, I was starting a HR consultancy, I'm starting it at a different place. Yes. So that regularity of income and that salary, that consistent salary I had in the corporate world to this is a very real challenge for business ownership. It's, Mm. you know, it's one that, you know, can take a little bit more of a peak and a trough at different times. And it's I think when you're in as well, it's kind of understanding what does that look like for you or is it ever evolving, ever changing because of the external environment economic environment Mm. um so yeah so I think for me kind of you know a challenge has just been I guess just trying to work with that and plan with that and not be disheartened and just kind of keep pushing through and believing in what I'm doing um because I think for most of us that sort of do this like this isn't the reason we're doing it but we we want it to be commercially successful yeah I don't think there's any sort of shame in saying that you know like and, and these... absolutely not yeah it's not otherwise yeah exactly it's just a hobby at the end of the day otherwise it's yeah. you know it's got to be a business it's got to make you money exactly. and that's, that's why we're all in it um yeah. and that's yeah such a good such a good point you make there I mean I think it's really hard to stay passionate sometimes when we are in those challenging times have you got any tips for anyone about how you've remained passionate when you're in those troughs I mean, I think it's about coming, genuinely coming back to your why and why you are doing this and and revisiting that and kind of almost looking internally because there's so much, when you're going through those phases, there's so much externally externally to reference and that's coming at us. And, you know, that's when we can kind of, I guess, start to sort of look to what we think other people are doing and what we're not doing or you know, all those kind of moments of self-doubt can be amplified. So I think it's about, you know, almost getting back to, okay, why am I doing what I'm doing? Okay, what are my next challenges and steps? And kind of really sort of sitting down and taking a bit of a step back. Easier said than done. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, I think it's just, it's just continuing on and, yeah, and kind of keeping working through it and knowing that they're moments and the moments do pass you're right they do they do pass sometimes just when you're in it though it feels like they they never will yeah um but but then equally you know trying to ride that wave of like you know I speak to lots of people who are just so busy and they're burnt out and they say they never get a break but we know we all take in all of the work when we can get it because you never know when the next Mm. dip in it is coming or that next economical challenge that's right around the corner whether that be lockdown or you know everything the cost of living crisis all the things that are going on affect us as small business owners more than more than they do the big high street retailers at the end of the day yeah yeah and so tell me a bit Cheryl so I know there are uh, different um different places where you can train to become a color consultant and I one that people know a lot and they refer to seasons um so tell me about how yours differs from that Yes, yes, you're absolutely right. There are um, several providers out there that brought it into the UK, largely from America, back in the 80s, actually. So this was super popular in the 80s. um, And I'm now seeing people that kind of first had their colours analysed in the 80s and they're coming back. So the people I came through were Colour Me Beautiful, 
I looked at varying providers and I really I knew that I knew that they were a leader in the color field and that mm -hmm. was important to me if I was retraining I wanted to go with the expert Best. yeah and <laughs> um, so I really kind of did my research around that so they actually started seasonally so they started oh. with so in color analysis and what we're looking to do is obviously understand the the shades of color that harmonize with your um with your natural colorings yeah and add light to your face so one way to do that is to analyze you seasonally into um obviously one of the four seasons um that largely works on undertone of your skin not solely um but it largely works on undertone whereas tonally there are six key dominant palettes you can be in rather than okay four. so i like okay. that and i like the fact that it was about your overall look so I guess yeah. what I've felt in the past personally is that if I've changed my hair up quite a lot I feel that does make a difference yeah um, there's different there's lots of synergies with all of the approaches but I just really resonated with the tonal system and I wanted to be trained by people that I knew were were experts in that so yeah Amazing. And I know, so I'm a light, so that means yeah. I have to wear lots of light and bright colours. Yeah. Um, so so I've been trying to remind my family of that as they <laughs> shop for Christmas gifts for me at the point we're recording this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want black. But I know equally, you say if people like black, that's fine. You can yeah. incorporate it. <laughs> I mean, I, I always say it's a guide. Like, life, life is to be enjoyed and colour is to be enjoyed. And you wear colour in a way that really feels like you. That's my whole ethos is, like, really tapping into kind of who you are and dressing in a way but you know that that flatters that but you know that the guidance that's given through color theory and color analysis and you know any expert you would see it's going to maximize that natural um, look you have and elevate it for you so it's kind of giving you guidance to know what you should do and equally tips for how you can make anything work on you better yeah um, so for anyone listening who doesn't have a clue who, how the whole colour consultation yeah. process works, briefly tell us what happens when they come and see you. Or because you also do them virtually, don't you? Yes, I do. So, yeah. so tell us a little bit how about that works. Yeah, so um, individuals um, will come and I'll get to understand them first of all. That's super important. Mm -hmm. I like to, because there's the theory, but it's really understanding the individual that's in front, front of you, what their lifestyle is, what's important to them, how they wear colour. It's not about, it's about understanding their colourings, but how you can work with that to bring out who they are. So mm -hmm. an introduction, first of all. Um, then we may cover style personality. So that's about understanding um, you know, what your natural style might be and who you are at heart. That also yeah. gives a bit of an indication as to how you might feel comfortable and confident wearing colour. We then run you through a little bit about colour theory, hopefully not too much so that it's overwhelming <laughs> for people or boring, but I like to show people what the basis is and what they could be to give that real longevity of advice. And mm -hmm. um, we then work out what the individual is um, yeah. and we will use drapes, so bits of fabric. Um, right. So, so colored fabric and we will place it against an individual's face okay and we will see the difference it makes so we may do that to test between different palette types 
but what we will do is we'll show them a range of colors because you can wear all colors it's identifying the shades so we'll okay. show them all the relevant shades yeah and then they get to see firsthand i mean how often do you sit do you sit there with all of the range of colors and see the difference it makes so okay. that's kind of largely what we do um in a session I also cover makeup, so colors for yeah. makeup as well. Um, your metallics, so whether yeah. it's gold or silver, that's super popular at the moment. Um, people kind of lo looking that up, like whether they suit gold yeah. or silver more. So we'll cover that in certain sessions. Um, and just lots of general advice on color combinations and how mm. they can wear color then with their palette in a way that really feels like them. Amazing. And and I think it's it's such an incredible experience. I, I don't I think it's so hard to even explain to someone who hasn't experienced it when you hold up those mm. drapes and you're you've got one mm. just below your jawline that's the wrong colour and then you put one on there that is the right shade and the difference it makes literally from you looking fairly kind of tired and ill mm. with no makeup on to alive and youthful and well just from a piece of material um under your uh, just sort of yes yeah, that among your collarbone is is so incredible and and i think it's something that everyone should get done yeah. if they haven't done it before so they know what they're they're looking out for um mm -hmm. and also understanding as we were saying about some of that that color psychology and and how that can impact mm -hmm. them and i think so relevant for for business owners that i know will be most of our audience listening to this um but you know you can do color analysis on anybody can't you yeah um so um what have you got coming up then so in the new year show anything you're excited about that you want to share with us oh that's a good question i like i have i have a few collaborations coming up so i have some kind of group sessions with some local businesses and um, nice. so i'm part of a session that is being hosted by pink rainbow retreats so okay a day that, that's focusing on well-being for individuals. This really ties in. I think sometimes people kind of go, oh, colours, like what, what difference that can make? But like you said, when you get the right colours on people and they wear that, the way it elevates the way they feel and you mm -hmm. can wear different colours for different moods and the way that you will come across with impact to other people will change as well. So, so that's kind of a really nice sort of tie in. I'm also doing some group sessions for a local dressmaking group as well. About, yeah, to talk to them about colours and to talk about styles as well. So obviously that's super relevant for dressmakers. How do you, before you embark on kind of creating something, how do you make sure that it's going to flatter you or the person that you're making for? So yes, yeah. Yeah. I've also recently launched my styling services. So lots more in that space as well. Wow. Um, what's I the one thing you really want to smash in 2024 what's that one goal that you're like is it your styling is it that where you yeah. really want to boost up yeah yeah I know we've yeah. spoken quite a lot about that so yeah. that's that had always been the aim of mine to launch sort of when I began because it, it works so hand in hand and and then being able to help people more holistically is just really it just really kind of comes into the fore a lot more being able to have both sides of it um, yeah. So yes, definitely, um, and also maximizing my corporate experience. Mm -hmm. Obviously, with the HR experience I've had, kind of being able to take this into the corporate arena, I've also got some potential plans ahead ahead there that I'd really like to. Yeah, I think for someone who is, you know, still fairly new into the world of 
being a business owner, you are smashing down so many goals already. So I think that's incredible, Cheryl. Well done. And um, could you give us a tip, a, a color tip that would be relevant for anybody listening? Something really easy they can do that might impact okay. color in their life. Yes. So, so would you like color or style? I can give oh, you. Yeah, I don't mind. You, you go with what you want. <laughs> okay. Okay. Obviously, I could talk about colour all day. <laughs> I'm <laughs> and style all day either. Do you know, I'm going to choose one on star because I feel like kind of recently, particularly for the business and um, sort of networks, I've talked a lot about colour. So I'm going to give you a style tip. Okay. So we talk about style personality and that's about uncovering kind of who we are. Now, that could be fluid and we can be different in different areas of our life and at different times. But what I would say as a as a beginning tip is if you're if you're not sure about your image and style and kind of how to dress in a way that's authentic to you what I want you to do is open your wardrobe Mm. and and just have a think as to what three words would you like your style and image to represent like what would you like it to be and then you can look at what your wardrobe currently is for inspiration or you can kind Mm. of close it park it and just sit down and think what what words would you like someone to say about you when it comes to your style and image okay what three words so i'll give you like th- that can be anything so my current three words are yeah. feminine glamour pop and colorful so then and then yeah. i've got you can you can add a few more words in i've also kind of got or creative rock edge like so a bit of an edge <laughs> <laughs> you can add in a few more but what that will help you do is that when you're choosing items like going back to your wardrobe go back to your wardrobe with those three words in mind and think does your do your current outfits meet any of those three words and when okay. you're shopping like you can then pick items up and think to yourself are those items matching all of them any of them and just it will just help you create a bit more of a an identity around mm. kind of what your style is God, I feel like I could even do that if I'm just even picking out an outfit for a day at work and just want to say, today I want to look colourful and, and you know, because I've got so many clothes. I know yeah. you're the same, Cheryl. I'm like, I open my wardrobe and I go, I just don't know what to wear today. Yeah. I don't know what to put together. How can I feel like I've got no clothes? Yeah. So maybe that's what I'll start doing. Instead, I'm going to go, okay, so today I'm going to feel colourful. Today I want to look romantic or yeah. whimsical. or yeah. um, And then look for the outfit that fits that brief of what I want to feel yeah. that day. Absolutely. Good tip. I like that. Thank you. Um, what's some of the best business advice you have received so far? Oh, I feel like I've received loads. I think, do you know, initially, I'm going to keep it simple. I guess this is a piece yeah. of advice that sort of extends beyond business as well. And it's yeah. super simple, but I think of it most days. And it's to begin, begin. I don't know. I can't remember who said it. But the point is, sometimes the first part of whatever we're doing is the hardest part and actually Mm -hmm. starting it, whatever that whether it's big or whether it's a small activity Mm. makes a big difference. You know, yeah. like actually just starting <laughs> and you can finesse and you can refine and you can keep going. But yeah. actually just getting started and underway 
is something just that get on with it yeah and just yeah just start small whatever you know whatever it is like it's something that I use actually not just in business in all areas of my life like if I've fallen off the wagon a bit from my you know from my kind of exercise I was gonna say routine that feels a bit I don't know that I have an exercise routine <laughs> um, but, um you know but it's just kind of making that first step into whatever it is you're looking to do don't you know it doesn't yeah. necessarily need to be about those massive targets it's just continuing on absolutely I think that's a brilliant piece of advice right there and um, have you um got anything any podcast you listen to a book you've read or anything a resource even that significantly influenced you that you think's worth sharing with the world well I, do, I read a lot and I listen to a lot of podcasts um <laughs> so I know that probably a shared one for both of us because I know that you've mentioned it before is Stephen Bartlett I love his yeah. book and podcast um so I listen to that all the time that's kind of the one that I'm always listening to and that I'll always sort of keep an eye out for the latest yeah um the latest person on there because I just feel like it's great nuggets of information um and and advice and so much random stuff like really really different stuff all the time yeah exactly yeah like from all people from all different walks of life and yeah it just kind of gets you thinking about things that you would never have normally thought about in your day-to-day um I'm kind of looking over to my right at some of my business business books oh I when before um setting out this I think this will be another shared one of us but the do what you love love what you do Holly Tucker oh yes that's good but um yeah I'm sure loads will come to me after this but yeah I think um I like to I like to keep myself well read around business although I feel like I've got more to do there was a great marketing one that um, was recommended to me recently called building a story brand can't remember the author but that's really good if you're setting about starting your business and um, looking to grow it from a um in terms of how you might market yourself so that that's I think I know the one you mean is it a white cover and like a yellow brick road yeah I think yeah it's definitely white cover. I can't remember if it's red or white like but it's yeah, yeah, that's a really um, easy to digest, would recommend for people setting out any of their businesses. I, I read it in almost one sitting. It, wow, it, really? Yeah, because um, I really kind of just got into it. But yeah, I also keep myself up to date, obviously, from a style perspective. So I read anything mm. going around around style and colour and, you know, fashion advice etc so and you've been sharing great emails as well with style advice and tips to your email list haven't you so yeah. people can always sign up and subscribe yeah. to that yeah. um, and and you do a lot on social media and and try and connect with people that way to sort of leverage them into your business what's your biggest challenge with social media being boundaries I have no boundaries when it comes to social media and I work on it I I have had moments this year where I've had to take a like a week-long break from it Mm -hmm. because actually like I'm someone that I see the positive side of it as well because I think often when we're talking about social media we talk about the negative side now from a business perspective it's great because it's mark you can get out to people in a way that would be much harder or we wouldn't have the yeah. budgets for if we were looking yeah. at some of the traditional marketing sources however it kind of forces us as business owners to constantly be on you know it can yeah. do for any of us business owners or non-business owners um and I find my own boundaries with that in truth mm. <laughs> like uh, 
challenging sometimes and the ability yeah. to actually switch off and be present in what I'm doing so I'd say that's kind of a constant something that I'm working on yeah. um because I see the value in it and I love the connection and the collaboration and the engagement and I love doing that but mm. yeah for me it's it's the boundaries and I've even turned off all of my social media notifications for exactly that reason. Yeah. I then just knew I was always being accessed from it in one way or another. However, I've done that, but I still will just go on to it anyway. Because yeah. like, I can't even keep the boundary. Of, and I know there's other apps that stop you going on it and things, but I just know I'll override it. Because actually, I quite enjoy the social yeah. media space and I enjoy being on it. And I don't, um, there are many negatives associations with it that I'm sure I spend far too much time on it for my own mental health but but I enjoy being on it and I think that is the challenge but then I know when I'm on it I'm easily accessible then and I, I it's always one of those you know do as I say not what I do and if ever I'm doing work with another small business owner around um social media and them trying to build their engagement I try and suggest to them set a timer for 15 minutes now, that time where it's not for you to go on there and scroll into the endless pit of social media that you come out of two hours later is to go on there. And this is actually a business task of go on there for 15 minutes, engage, reply to stories, reply to the comments on your post and make it an actual business activity that's not sucking you into the, the hooks and the algorithms that it wants you to partake in. But I fail, fail at my own advice almost every time. Um, <laughs> New Year's resolution, right? Yeah, <laughs> What's been your greatest um, achievement so far, Cheryl? Your greatest triumph? So, my greatest triumph, I think. I mean, I'm just I'm proud of what I've created so far on a on a very general level. Um, but I was recognised for the work that I had done by the people that I trained in. So, Colour Me Beautiful, I, I mentioned, yeah. um, sort of awarded me with their rising star, which it shouldn't be this I'm not doing this for external validation I'm doing it genuinely to help other individuals but it, it's I guess that gives you that emphasis that kind of that that continued rocket Robin to mm, like to, yeah. to continue and to kind of you know when you have those moments where you're like oh god can I can I continue to do this you know am I um, like what does the future look like for kind of doing this then when you have those moments um that happen um, that kind of happened out the blue as well. So that happened out the blue for me. It's um, yeah, it that's definitely kind of a greatest um, achievement so far in terms of that general accomplishment. But mm -hmm. yeah, I'm just proud of of seeing everyone that I do see and the transformations that that they have. Um, that's yeah. a that's a daily, you know, that's daily what keeps me motivated in in what I'm doing. I think winning that award was so fantastic and um, mm -hmm. that was really really incredible and, and I think even though you say you know you, we don't do it for the external validation equally I know I've done a lot of work myself this year and realizing actually I don't celebrate achievements myself mm -hmm. in my business I'm always straight on to the next thing you know yeah. and actually where other people would go well that was a real success that was quite an achievement I think because I've never sort of set myself that goal, there's nothing then there to be celebrated. It's just always on to the next thing. Yeah. So I think it, it's fantastic that you actually did take take a moment to go, I've actually achieved something pretty incredible here and I'm so proud of myself. Um, yeah. So keep, keep doing more of that. Keep winning those awards. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, right. <laughs> now, Cheryl, as we come to wrap up, there's a question that I have been asking all of my guests on here and that I'd like you to answer. And that is, if you could give one piece of advice to aspiring entrepreneurs, what would it be? Oh, to aspiring entrepreneurs. Um, so, I mean, I think as basic as it sounds, go with your gut. Like if you've got, if you really want to do something, do it start it like you know what's the worst can, that can happen you can change course again I think it's just just go with your gut you know internally you know kind of what's right for you and and with where you're at like I think it's just yeah go, go with your gut amazing so that's that's good. good advice go with it and run with it and uh to begin begin to begin or (laughs) 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 that's brilliant um so Cheryl if people are interested in finding out more about what you do with Thrive with Colour how can they connect with you yeah so they can connect with me via the the socials um so Instagram Thrive with Colour or via my website um same name um thrivewithcolour.co.uk um or or through email um so yeah by any one of those methods or just give me a call <laughs> by my number that's on the website amazing and I'll make sure everything's linked to your website and your socials so people can find you really easily there and then I'm sure they'll be able to find the information about your upcoming collaborations as well um in 2024 which sounds very exciting I look forward to seeing more about those um also Cheryl thank you so much it's been a pleasure chatting to you today and you've shared some really valuable tips and it's been really inspiring I'm sure for lots of people listening so I really appreciate it thank you Thank you so much for your time, Robin.